Timothy, put the cartel on. Welcome to our podcast, Timothy, put the cartel on. I'm Sarah Cattell and this is Timothy R. Andrews. Hello. Timothy, put the cartel on is a podcast looking at issues within hospitality, solutions and inspirational stories within the sector. The podcast is shared on all major platforms, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, YouTube, and will soon be available on Audible. Some of our regular listeners will have noticed our new theme tune this episode. This was made by our friend and follower, Pavel Sikorski, a listener in Poland. Thank you, Pavel. We We love love it. it. Welcome to today's special episode, Mental Health in Hospitality and Returning to the Workplace. With an estimated 20% of hospitality businesses yet to open in the UK and many more not yet fully operational, a third of hospitality jobs are expected to be made redundant by the end of the year. These are difficult times for hospitality workers and mental health is now a major concern. The Chartered Institute of Environmental Health reports that there are two pandemics. The first is coronavirus. The second are issues with mental health. So to help us lift the lid on some of the issues, how to recognise them and how to address that, we're all delighted to welcome Susan Granfield, Mindset Coach from SusanGranfield.com and Dan Granfield, Hospitality Consultant from BlueCragsConsulting.com. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello, hi. So Susan, welcome to the show. Tell us about yourself. Hi Sarah. Um, Yeah, so I am a mindset coach. Prior to that, I worked in the hospitality industry. So I worked for Hilton Hotels for a number of years. I've been working with people one-to-one as a coach, uh, working with teams and groups within organisations as well. And it's all around um, creating a, a mindset that enables us to achieve what we want to achieve in life, in our business, um, in our work. Uh, so it's all about helping people turn their attention inwards and, and show up in the world the way they want to show up in the world. Amazing. Hi, Dan. Tell us about yourself. Hi, Sarah. Uh, I am a hospitality consultant, uh, presently doing career coaching, recruitment and project management. Uh, prior to that, I was in the hotel industry for 25 years, laterally as general manager of a hotel in the city centre of Glasgow. I have a question for you. I'm interested in your thoughts on this pause that's been forced upon us this year. Mm. Lockdown was not a choice for any of us. What, how do you think that's affected people? I think people, when they have a, a, a job or a career that is really part of who they are, um, it's a real vocation, the pause I think has been challenging for people. So I think particularly in hospitality, where there's really not been any option about can I work from home or not, that pause has maybe felt like there's a bit of a void. And it's like, what do I actually do with my days? Who am I if I'm not doing what it is that I do to to serve guests or customers? I think one of the hardest things for a hospitality person is that they're so busy all the time. They're always interacting with whether it's a team, customers, there's always something going on, there's a lot of reactivity, and then suddenly it was stopped. There was no sort of scaling down, it just was stopped. And I think that's been exceptionally hard for so many people because everything they've known, and particularly if you think about the hours that people have been putting in, and that's what they know, stop, what do they feel that? gap with and I think that's been incredibly hard which leads me to question Dan what do you think are some of the mental health or health issues that hospitality workers are facing at the moment? 
quite quite a lot at the moment to be honest from a hospitality workers perspective i think the um lack of social network i know when i started out in the industry my work was also my social network so if we just start you know from um you know speaking to people having fun having banter etc your workplace for a lot of hospitality people due to the long hours worked and the weekends worked and the evenings worked is also your social network yeah so if you're taking that away um as well as the threat of redundancy things like that that can lead to quite a powerful impact on someone's mental health the threat of redundancy unfortunately is prevalent so losing one's job especially if you've already had your hours reduced if you're on a zero hour contract for example um is going to put a lot of mental pressure a pressure on people's mental health uncertainty lack of social kind of interaction and also the fear that the business they've been working for might very well go bust as well so everyone involved in it might lose their lose their jobs that can have a huge effect on your stress levels can't it yeah absolutely i think the main reason why the the uncertainty has such a big impact on stress levels is because the amazing minds that we have is fantastic great imagination which is wonderful we're very creative but that means we can actually create the worst possible scenario the worst possible outcome to a situation right. so when there's uncertainty we tend to create a future that's not the best you know we tend to be prepared be preparing ourselves for the worst that can happen i think the uncertainty is is unsettling for a lot of people um and if if people haven't maybe had that before or maybe haven't created their own sort of ways and techniques to deal with that then it can feel really um they can feel really out of balance um and you know stress levels elevate and then you get into a bit of a perpetual cycle of being stressed and that then reduces your ability to deal with you know situations i understand how somebody going back into work in a restaurant or a pub would feel a lot more at risk because we may go there see 10 people and leave they're going to be seeing 100 people that day and it's constantly revolving and they have the pressure of keeping the place clean they have the pressure of um, keeping up with all the covid rules and then controlling people especially if they've been drinking perhaps as well so what can we do to help ourselves to um, to be in the right mindset to deal with that? I think it's just remembering that uh, customers are human beings, the same as yourself, and the things that you've learned about COVID nineteen is the same thing that customers have learned about COVID nineteen as well. So when someone comes in, we may have a bit of a negative mindset about these rules. It is just to protect everybody. both customers and members of staff it's not just to protect the members of staff um also leadership's going to be really key here you know from management and, and supervisory level in the way that uh, members of staff are encouraged to deal with customers especially if there is the odd flashpoint related to covid rules things like that as well i think that's going to be very very important people on holiday where we live in creef is a is a tourist town there'll be people walking into restaurants going can i can i have a table even though they were stipulated that it's bookings only but those people who've traveled into the town won't have seen those rules on the website so it's yeah. how that interaction is going how though those rules are put across in a positive manner or in a you can't do this you're not wearing a mask you know that kind of you know go away basically because you're not obeying the rules or what can we do to help that customer 
come into our business, enjoy their stay, and therefore have harmonious relationship between the member of staff and the customer. So I know a lot of people who haven't returned to work in hospitality yet, who've been, you know, colleagues or former colleagues of mine, are actually feeling more anxious about going back to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I wonder what we can all do to adjust our mindset. There's quite a lot of organisation involved in, in bringing people back in um, since the place has been closed. And again, it's about making sure that those members of staff are comfortable with the risk assessment that you've done and the measures that you've put in as well, and make sure you involve them. Mm. You know, it's all about involving people and making them feel empowered. It's important to do that with the members of staff as well, with the solutions that you're providing to bring customers back in. Because if they're not, if they're not engaged with the solutions that you're using, mm -hmm. then that's going to cause them uh, undue pressure. Yeah, I, I think your question's an interesting one, Sarah, because unlike a lot of industries um, the people working in hospitality it's almost that sense of I, I don't have a choice I either go to my place of work to get paid or I don't and I don't get paid there's no working from home option so the real threat of the virus itself and catching it is at a very basic level human beings want to protect themselves and if there's a virus out there that we might get you know we, we might get ill from then clearly that's going to be playing on people's minds. So in terms of mindset about going back to work, when you've got this sense of I have to because I need to earn money and maybe I want to because I want to do my work again, there's definitely something about having the courage to, to um, really engage in a dialogue with your employer. You know, if you are a member of staff, if you're, if you're in management, you make the decisions. But, but to, to say whether you feel safe or not, because actually your employer has a duty of care to make sure you're safe in all respects of that, not just, you know, from things falling from the roof or slipping on a floor, right. but actually your, your welfare as well. So I think the, the key thing is um, that it is to open up that dialogue. If you feel unsafe, and I'm sure many, if not all, um, or certainly a lot of employers are going to do absolutely everything they can. But if you feel unsafe, then, then definitely say something. Because it won't, you won't be the only one who's feeling concerned, guaranteed. Of course. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good advice. Have you been approached, Dan, by anybody from um, a managerial guidance point of view with regards to that? I've had some conversations with colleagues um, who are still working for the hotel company that I used to work for. And we've talked about both the way um, staff kind of mental health is monitored. Right. They should be doing it anyway. With it, whether there's a pandemic or not, uh, these days especially. So, you know, one of my concerns about um, mental health first aid, which I think is fantastic and is a great thing, but it's all levels, management, supervisor, member of staff. So when you appoint someone responsible for keeping an eye out for people's mental health, if they're a junior member of staff and they can see that their general manager's falling apart, are they gonna be able to do anything about that? So we need levels. So talking to a colleague of uh, friend of mine, manages a hotel in Livingston, not far from Edinburgh. And we were talking about, we need people who are aware of that in all levels of the, of the hotel's kind of hierarchy. So supervisors seems to be a little bit off, then the, the manager can help them with it. And, you know, that, instead of just having one person, which is a tick box exercise in my view, you need, it needs to be part of the culture of community of the business. 
think in, in all industries and all organisations that I've I work with and have worked with, um, you know, there's one thing that's that's quite a common theme, which is the there's a perception that the people at the top of the organisation are are okay. You know, they're getting paid the bigger salaries, they get to make the rules to a certain extent. Actually, it's a really lonely place to be a lot of the time, um, and they are human beings just like anyone is who has their home life, which, you know, we've all got our own variations of challenges we've had in our own home lives in, in this situation. Absolutely up and down and across, you know. It's a really good point in that not all one one way down. Mm. Your managers, your owners could be suffering as well. If we can remember we're all human beings and, and you know, just really be looking out for each other. I think we all have a big responsibility in hospitality, actually, to to almost be the unifying force between well, for the whole country, really, to start obeying the rules about going out and about wearing masks, because mm. it really is up to us as an industry to bring back the fun factor to life. No one's been out mm. and we all want to go out. Um, but it's how we approach that is that we can be, yeah, just this, this huge tool to bring people back together outside of their own homes, but also have a great time. This is the end of this week's podcast. We hope you join us for part two next time. So if you are struggling with your mental health right now and you do need some help, you can contact Samaritans. You can call them free on 116123. You can also call Hospitality Action on 0808 802 0282. And the website is hospitalityaction.org.uk. Remember, you are not alone. Thank you for listening. Please share, subscribe and like. We look forward to you joining us in the next episode of Timothy, Put the Cattell on, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play and YouTube. Timothy, Put the Cattell on! This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury Minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. What's up, everybody? Okay, do you guys know that even if we all ate the same and exercised the same, that we would all still look completely different? I'm Lacey Green. I'm a super trainer with body. That's B-O-D-I dot com. I'm telling you, this is something that you need in your life. The app isn't just about having a perfect body, because what is that anyway? It's about what we call health esteem. Feeling good about yourself right now, just as you are, as you work on the person you are becoming. Using Body's tools to find your version of happy and healthy. Body isn't just some software. It's people. It's trainers, nutrition, and mindset experts, and a community of other people just like you and me. And they even have my program, For Beginners Only, which you have to try even if you've never worked out a day in your life. I'll get you off the couch and started on day one, finding the joy and dropping the judgment. And don't take my word for it. You can try it for free right now for 14 days at body.com. That's body with an I.com. Let's get up, get moving and feel good. Woo.